Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Lakey, I've had a mare, mate. I've had an absolute mare. So, you know how I like to pour myself a little scotch before we do these things? I do. It gets us in the mood. Yeah, it certainly does. The only glass I had nearby was in the bathroom and I figured I'll just get this clean little rinse out or whatever. I think based on the taste, it's the uh, cup that my better half has been using to keep a toothbrush in. Oh. <laughs> so, that was a good... Dude. Oh, that about sums up. Uh, well, it's not the worst uh, effort we've had on the drink so far over the last few days. If anyone's read Wenon's team's analysis of my weekend wrap, <laughs> uh, how about it? Oh. <laughs> Round 14 was not a good one. Isn't it great? It's it, it couldn't happen to a nicer bloke. <laughs> Do you want to recount? Do you know the full story? Oh, I only know bits and pieces, but I think you summed it up really well in your weekend roundup, so I'll let you take it over. <laughs> As I get the minty freshness of this scotch. Jeez. Uh, basically, he has gotten on the, the sauce. I'm the stone and woods too. Not, I think they're like 1.1. It's not exactly the strong stuff. But anyway, he's geared up all week to trade in Cody Walker and Alex Johnson. He's been crowing it because it's obviously such a great matchup, great run in. We've called it all the last couple of weeks, how good the Bunnies run is. And he goes, gets on Saturday night. It's about 6 o'clock. And he goes to us in chattel shit. I've forgotten to do my trades. 5.30 game. How could you forget? Has to scramble. Who does he find? Dallin Watene Zalesniak, Corey Harawira Naira. CHN, not a bad shout. 56. Uh, could have been more, but got, uh, well, tripped over and then into Kobe Heather and Jim's shoulder. Absolutely mm. dog of a shot. That's sorry, I'm sent from the field. Yeah. <laughs> Should be banned for life. <laughs> and then uh, Watene Zalesniak. <laughs> When you when you sent that uh, text through to him the next day that he was signed by the Warriors and not uh, named in the dog side later on for Monday, it was basically the cap off. It just shows don't drink and super coach. Or if you're going to oh, do it, don't get on the stage. It was just one of those things. He he sort of went into panic mode on, after missing the trades on Saturday. And um, I think we said to him, don't. I said to him, don't get DWZ. He's, you, you won't want him in your team for long term. But he pointed out that um, playing from yeah. fullback, he's been yeah. averaging 60. So yeah. I thought, oh, okay, maybe he's onto something. But, yeah, absolutely turned around and shot him in the foot. And now going to a side that has about 78 fullbacks. Oh, so Jesus. there you go, RTS on the wing. But anyway, that's round 14. He actually beat me. So all in all, went and had a bit of a win at the end there. But what could have been? What could have been? Anyway, that's round 14. I think if we just have a quick recap, you actually did pretty – well, you did better than me, slightly better than me, not as good as Wenon. But no, no. You're in, yeah, you're into 6,900th overall in the top 7K? Yeah, I dropped a couple of uh... – of ranks over the last couple of weeks with a couple of uh, rubbish weekends. I, I had decent numbers last week for the buy round, but or the or the buy round before that. But yeah, it's just um, I, the, my decent numbers were predominantly tigers, and they all shit the bed as well. So I didn't do so well, and I dropped down. But um, eleven thirty this week saw me climb up a little bit. I've just noticed your overall rank. You are flying. 
Oh, yeah, top 4K. I actually dropped, uh, I think it was 13 spots from last week. So basically hit par for where I was. So anyway, I'll take that. Just on trades, how many do you have left as of right now pre-making any for this week? Pre-making any? I'm sitting on 13 trades. So I've really got to start pulling the, um, pulling, yeah, tightening things up a little bit. I, I do like my side. I, th- I think I've got a fairly strong side. I do have to get rid of some, as I said, Tigers, some dead weight there. But, um, you know, with Nico Hines just about ready to sell and on a big cash there, I can probably use him to fund a few of those two, two upgrades. So I, I think I'm, I'm not too far from a, a finished side. That's good to hear because, yeah, nothing changes week to week in the NRL. No, exactly. 15 trades. <laughs> 15 trades I've got. So just two more than you. I've saved one or two here and there. So I think I've still got to make a fair few before round 17. Got to get a good side for that. But in the run home, it's just going to be hoping and praying that uh, my guns don't fall victim to suspension, injury, whatever the hell NRL wants to throw at us. All right, round 15. So it's a, we're going to do a, a joint pot. I'm actually on the uh, on the clock in a way here. So told you off air, I've got my, well, I forgot my laptop charger at work. So I'm currently running on just a laptop running on its own juice. So if it's anything like me, it's going to fade very early on. So I think I've got about Ooh, an hour of battery time. So that gives us, a, a you know, a, a, something to work towards. We do like to ramble, but, you know, we're going to have to keep an eye on the clock, literally. So we shall rush. Well, not rush through. We'll we go through rush. some of the key. We don't need to go too detailed, I think, in some of the team lists that are dropped today. Obviously, a, a interesting week with some of the names getting dropped back in. We'll cover a few of those. We'll then look at round 15 uh, non-buy options. So players who might not necessarily need to fill their side with round 17 players. Maybe you play head-to-head, maybe you've already geared up for it, but a couple of guys on the bubble for that. And then obviously the one uh, all us overall players uh, are looking towards that round 17 buy. A couple of the uh, key players that we see for that run in there. And beyond, I think we'll go through in sort of position by position. I think it's it's a relatively dry uh, creek this round 17 i don't like it uh, i've been doing so <laughs> much looking into it trying to find some uh, diamonds in the rough but it's just few and far between but you know we said the tigers and the like would be guns for round 13 and look what happened yep. so who knows it's going to be players that have geared up for round 17 with players you wouldn't normally touch with a 10-foot pole that are absolutely going to smoke us and lovely to finish with our uh, round 15 plays, trades, captains, and all that. All right, Lakey, let's get into the team news of the day. On the clock as we are, we're not going to go the game by game, but we've highlighted a couple of key ins and outs. Uh, big ones, Origin Cavalry returning for Penrith, Roosters, Manly, and the Bunnies, so the fullbacks, Tommy and Teddy, they're both back. They are welcome additions. And Panthers, they finally got a uh, – well, they're on the slide, two in a row. Yeah, that's exactly right. They're about to fall out of the eight. Just on the Roosters, um, Teddy, I believe, still got to pass a fitness test on his um, hip, I think it is. He had that hip pointer issue that saw him miss last week. So he's been named. They're hoping he gets up, but um, it's going to be a watch for that one. Who says NRL is not educational? There's a few terms I've only just learned through watching this game. That's syndesmosis <laughs> and hip pointer. hip pointer. So I think I've only heard that in the last few weeks. I legit couldn't tell you what a hip pointer is. Um, no, no yeah, idea. No Does idea. a hip point? Yeah. I'm assuming it's right on the edge of it somewhere, but let's, um, mm-hmm. let's, I mean, we use the right terms. We sound smart. Let's um, leave it at that. 
groundbreaking physio news, NRL physio look out. Um, and for the Bunnies, it's a huge week for them. So they've got uh, Latrell, he's back. Obviously, Cody Walker isn't in origin, but geez, there's a, a couple of very tempting options uh, in that side. On 6pm Friday game, CC Vitalikai, a favourite of last year, he's been named to start for the Sharks for the first time this season. So we're relatively well underpriced and a pretty high break even. So somewhat of a wait and see. We'll chat a little bit about him later on. Billy Kickhouse, uh, yeah, classic trade-in, just targeting the buy rounds. He has been a disaster. Billy Kickhouse out with an ankle issue. No idea how long that might be, but he's out of the side anyway. Did you, you didn't trade him in, did you? No, no. Oh, so I left you that one all to your own. It was frustrating last week because I had him in and he got over the line and then they called it a double movement. I think he threw a ball around the corner that went forward. He was chopped down short 500 times. I will trade him out. He will come back in a two weeks, whatever it is, and just steamroll them for 100. That the thing is with his super coach. disallowed try, the double movement, I thought that was fair enough. But if he was playing just 24 hours later, it would have been allowed apparently. <laughs> To be fair, I had Angus and I was, you know, not impressed by the whole tongue out, whatever he was doing to the poor old Jaden. Um, uh, just can't even think of his name. Campbell. The poor young fullback. That'll do. Show <laughs> some <care>. respect. <laughs> Presto's Clearly, big. Yeah, Jesus. Well, Angus did not show some respect. But no, yeah, there you disgusting. go. It's just the shows the consistency of the NRL rearing its uh, wonderful head again. For your boys, the Knights, how good is this? Finally, some cavalry. Oh, mate, I've been absolutely champing at the bit for these boys to get back. Ponger's back and Pierce is back. I'm not a Pierce fan by any means, but you can just see our um, guidance in the halves has just been non-existent this year. So I think he's really going to help us. But in saying that, those boys return and Bradman Best is out, what, eight weeks? Um, again, mm. you're talking about your synosmosis injury. He's got to go to surgery and, and get that fixed up. So he's going to be a big loss. Our outside backs are always our weak point anyway. Um, it's an unfortunate timing because now the Ponger and Pierce are back, you'd sort of expect a guy like Bradman Best would really benefit from that. So, I mean, who else? Is there anyone that we're even bothering still with. I mean, Mitch Barnett, he's been a trade-out a couple of weeks now. Yeah, uh, Connor he, Watson's really at the job, wall. Connor Watson's mm. here and there. He'll he'll come in for a 70, and, and then when he starts last week, he got a, what, 36 or something like that. So he can't be trusted as an every-week play. I think he's if you're going to keep Connor Watson and, and um, have him fill in for your 5'8 hooker um, spots, he's just going to be a uh, emergency play, so to speak. Interesting as well, This uh, the timing of this game, Lakey. So we've announced a couple of weeks ago that we're going to be at the Ipswich Cup. Uh, you, me, Wenon, and Sparky, we're all going to be, well, it's I think 3 p.m. kickoff for it this is. one. Your boys, the Knights. Uh, that could be dangerous. Are we, are we going to be stood there with our phone out for about the first five minutes before you throw it away? Potentially. I think we should watch it on someone else's phone so I have the chance to hook my own phone and uh, everyone else can keep watching the game. You know, it was an idea going down to the coast on the weekend, uh, Friday afternoon, finished early, thought I'd get down, beat the traffic with the better half on a romantic weekend where I watched plenty of football. Classic. Uh, got down about 6.30, turned the TV on 12.10. Saw uh, so we were 12.0, but 12.10, uh, I'll absolutely take that. Within about 15 minutes, it was 28 
2.12, I said to that half, I'm going to the next room. I just need to cool down before we have to pay for this uh, hotel room window. <laughs> so, oh, it's a fun fun game to follow sometimes, this one. Next game up, Walsh straight back into fullback for the Warriors. RTS to wing, no real surprises there. That's what they've stuck with. Uh, no Dallin Matane Zelezniak. Sorry, Wenon. He's still at the Adam dogs. Dewey. He's named on the extended bench at the dogs. What's, so I don't... I have no idea. I don't know. They're on. just not releasing him at the moment for whatever reason. But... Um, Hopefully he gets, for when and sake, hopefully he gets released by 17. <laughs> Adam Dewey, one of his players that he had to hold on to last week. Uh, he's out this this round. He copped a nasty hit, so he's out with some concussion. He, I think, scored about 10 points, and he was in when inside. Was meant to be traded out for Cody, but didn't happen. Anyway, and Ken Mamalo, he's taken his spot in the back line in, on the wing there, pushing James Roberts into center. So, you know, 100 against the Storm last week could be another ton because he's playing the same lineup. And for them, uh, still no Pappenhausen. So, I mean, he's been talking about he returned to training last week, I believe, and now he's sort of gearing up for 16 return. Is that right? Yeah. So, the stuff I've heard is he's been sort of integrating himself into training. He'll have a session and flare up with headaches, so they rest him a couple of months. So, he's easing back in. Um, They're aiming for around 16, so it's another two weeks from today because of the um, rep origin by round whatever it is next weekend. So he's got two more weeks and they're thinking he should be back by then. But um, hopefully he's right because they say one of the best kids to watch in the game. And um, we just saw with Boyd Cordner what happens with um, ongoing concussions. Mm. You know, can nasty, linger. nasty stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's so young into his career too. You'd hate um, to have it suddenly derailed. So well, fingers crossed. As I say it sucks yeah. for us on a super coach basis, but I think the Storm are taking the very right approach with him. I'd be interested. So this round finishes on Sunday the 20th. Origin is then a week later, Sunday mm-hmm. the 27th. So he wouldn't be back until the 1st of July, which would be round 16. So plenty of time to recover. So obvious, obvious move not to uh, risk him this week and just give him that layoff. So well, that's it. He was taken Nick- out at round, yeah. round 10. We were at uh, Magic Round. He got took out there. So it's a seven weeks return to play sort of thing. Yeah, not uh, not a well, unusual, I guess, in this day and age. Sometimes they just take it uh, slowly, slowly. So good to see. You. Hopefully, all the best for Pappy. I guess in interesting news, it gives um, another reprieve to Nico Hines. So he's a guy that's probably reached, you would think, his price limit. He's falling a little bit. Eight hundred and seventy k break even of a hundred and seventy in a game against the Tigers it becomes a really interesting question that we'll delve into a little bit, but. Just what are you going to do with him? Are you going to take the cash grab, as you alluded to, or hold him for points? So, huge conundrum. It's a very exciting week, actually, this one. There's a fair bit going on. Anything I've missed in those highlights? No, that's everything that jumps out to me. All righty, then. Let's get into the round 15 non-buy options. So these are the guys who won't play round 17. So obviously your origin players, um, you know, you, we all know who they are, the Turbos, the Teddies, all those sort of guys. They're the ones who won't play 17 and are a little bit um, touch and go for those games in and around origin. So we won't talk too much about them. There are a couple of names I've gotten here for players. You know, if I didn't have them now and I didn't have to worry about a bye week, I'd be 100% getting them in. First one, Greg Marju. Uh, man, formerly known as Lelia Salu or whatever, 171k. <laughs> I shouldn't say whatever. Awesome. I'm just terrible at pronunciation. 171k break even of negative 84, courtesy of some pretty big games. Had a, I think, a try in his first when his debut game last week. It was 64, not all in base. Yeah. 64. I think he had a try assist in that, but no scoring himself. 
Jeez, that's a that's a that's what you want out of a centre wing. But it's like he looked really well involved. He's trying hard. They came up against um, Melbourne and got no, sorry, the Chooks didn't they? Came up against the Chooks mm. and they got blown off the park early on and then brought it back. Um, it was a one point game in the end. I thought it's, it's almost turned it off early on. I thought this is going to be an, another blowout, but um, the Titans hung in and made a game of it. And Greg Marzu was really good to watch. Um, loves having a dig. So I think um, at the moment he is there on merit. He's We've got uh, Corey Thompson somewhere lurking around the corner, but I don't think he's like a next week proposition. So Marzu is someone who should earn you a few dollars leading up to round 17 at the very least. Yeah, I mean, that's the only down side to it all is that he's not going to play round 17 which we're all saying is so important and all that but if you look I don't know the way he plays and the way he can bust tackles obviously so little sample size that we have to go off but in terms of the way he's performing for the Titans he just belies his uh, experience Mate, we've been absolutely we've been calling for this kid to get a run since he was at Parramatta three or four years ago um, and it just sucks that it's come at this time of the year um, mm. he's the buy's already been done like he would have been a perfect pickup if their buy was on the horizon but just not to be, and um, if you're if you're really in need, if you've got trades up your sleeve and you need some cash generation, he's the perfect opportunity. But you know, for myself, I'm running low on trades, as I spoke about before, and so I'm probably going to have to miss him just because of that. Yeah, I mean, great cash grab if you've got the trades. I think that's that's sort of the exclamation mark on that. That there, you definitely need to be considering that he's pro- possibly a, a you know two trades to get him in and then get him out in the run home where you get um, you know you sort of gunning up once he's made all that cash. So luxury. It's definitely a two trade because if if you're going to get him in for the cash grab, you're making cash in a trade down, but you're <laughs> going to want to cash him out to a nufty at some stage. So it's um. Two trades and is that worthwhile? And do you have the trades to spare this time of year? Based on his run coming up, Raiders, Dragons, Dogs, Cows. It's a good run. Next, uh, it yeah, is a really that is good very run. handy run. Yeah. Which could see him, you know, if he keeps the form up, uh, you know, 400, 500K. There's just been some ridiculous price rises so far this season. Um, a guy who hasn't gone too high in price because he's just played most of his games off the bench and still killing it, and that's Harry Grant. Uh, the second name, I've only got two, but he's the second name on here of just origin um, or round 17 by players who aren't going to play round 17, I should say, uh, that... I would just get in my team yesterday if it wasn't for that bye week and how important it is to the way that we play the game. But if you just look at him, like he's just in, in that hooking position and it's been a bit of a, well, it's a, as we said, a dry creek for a lot of the season. Jaden Braley had his moments. Damien Cook's been very inconsistent. Harry Grant looks to be about the only one that we could genuinely say you want as an out-and-out gun for the run home. Absolutely. He's on my watch list. I went through this afternoon and actually used that function in um, the really? Supercoach app. So you use it once and you'll never go back. That's it. I'll probably it. forget it's there. But he um, he's sitting with a break even of about 84, I think, off the top of head. Uh, 87. Mm. Just found him. So 614 with an 87. It That's like he's averaging 74. So that's kind of just, you know, he's going to be around 600K. Here and he's going to be around 600k um, in round 18 when you know the origin period's over. Um, but he's just getting it done. He's bought far and away the best hooking option, and you're going to want him for the run home. Just depends when you get him in. Like for me, I've got um, my three hooking options at the moment are Brayley, uh, Cheese, and Connor Watson. So none of them are playing round 17 anyway. Um, there's a mm. good chance I could just flick one of them to Grant 
and you know when I've got a spare trade, possibly next week in the super trade round. I would love to see him get through the origin period unscathed. I think that's a key for him, given he's uh, carrying a few injuries. But he looked good in comparison that's, to say that's like a big Cameron for Munster. everybody. Mm. Um, and it's funny because he's he's running in the Queensland side with less competition than he is at Melbourne with um, the cheese there. <laughs> but they're still getting it done. They're working well together. You know, cheese flicks over into the forwards whenever. And I should say that's um, Brendan Smith. I've got a habit of jumping into nicknames and we Dude. got called out for it. So, yeah, Brendan Smith has um, absolutely been killing it, but he flicks over into the forwards when Harry comes on and they, they work well together. Yeah, I mean, that was the, the interesting part. What do they do with Brandon Smith now that Harry Grant's back? And whether they keep that rotation, I'd be interested to see. Um, it seems to work for them anyway. Harry Grant coming on against tiredish forwards. Um, Brandon Smith moving into the well, second I think if you forwards, look at, like back at the start of the year, they were playing Brandon Smith uh, or they were planning to play him in the 13 um, before mm. Dale Finucane was back. And now I think they bring on Harry Grant for Finucane, so move um, Smith into the lock and... and play Grant there. So there is a bit of a, you know, Bellamy super coach plan going on and they and they figured it out. But um yeah, they're both getting plenty of time and they you know, Cheese keeps scoring tries. How about Brandon Smith with a run home? Second row or hooking availability and Harry Grant. Is that a combination you'd be running with? It's something I'm seriously considering. Um I got Brendan Smith in pre-round 13 so I could have him for the buy round and I was planning on just using him for three or four weeks while he built up a bit of cash but he has been a a great option um I could I I was thinking this afternoon I would not um be upset if I ended up with Harry Grant and Brennan Smith as my two hooking options on the run home um they both play well and if one goes down the other one's there as the as the permanent option yeah, it's exactly right. And it's good coverage, as you said. So, I mean, we've got to take that into consideration, particularly our low trades. But you look at it, their run after round 17, they got the Knights, got my boys. Jeez, we could be in for some strife post origin. <laughs> the Cowboys, they play in round 19. Uh, then got the Panthers, that could be a little bit tougher. And then Manly at Lotto Land. So, I mean, a couple of good games coming out of that, a couple of tough ones. But the way that they play and the way that the Storm are going so far this year really won't matter. So, oh, it's a definite combination I'm looking at. They've, they've put on something, what is it, like nine straight games or 40-plus points or something ridiculous. So, they just they getting it done regardless of who the personnel are. You know, they've been missing through injury and through origin and they're still putting up huge scorelines. So, they're just um, – it's an absolute super coach factory down in Mexico. It absolutely is. Uh, anyone in the guys aren't that aren't playing round 17 that you'd be considering uh, leaning up to it? No, not really. Um, I think this is a stage where you want to get rid of guys. Um, or, you know, the, the only guy I was sort of considering um, as, uh, you know, he's on my watch list, as I said before, but Jerome Luai, he's dropped down below 450. I could actually make cash trading Connor Watson down to Jerome Luai today, but um, he has a big 100-plus break even. He'll be missing through the origin periods and that sort of stuff, but he's a guy that's going to be very cheap soon. So um, whether you just get him in as soon as he bottoms out, there could be an option there. Yeah, I'm interested to see how he goes later in the year. It's going to be a, a big um, well, energy-burning year for him. He's played every game, I think, so far this season, including Origin, his debut. So who knows what it'll do to him in the back end, but he was a little bit quiet leading up to Origin. Maybe this 50 to 6, whatever it was, will spark a bit of bit of I mean, life into him. He had the best seats in the house watching Cleary put on Supercoach Records. So it, mm. it's, um, you can't blame him for being a bit quiet. 
Absolutely not. One name I didn't even bother because he's like 50% owned and I don't own him. Classic is Isaiah Papali. Yeah. I was hoping the, the clown would get bloody suspended for two weeks, literally kneeing someone in the head on the ground. But I, I yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. Apparently, don't know what's going on. they just let in. Uh, it's eased up a lot since Magic Round when it really <laughs> yeah. cracked down. Munster's kicked two guys in four days and got fined, so they've um, they've taken a back seat to it. I think that's Papali's second or possibly third sin winning so far this season. Seems to be in the late stages of the game too. So frustrating for Onus, but yeah, he's very still frustrating. He's still knocked out an eighty-five 80s. with that um, mm. with that sin bin. So you'll take that. Yeah, well, I won't you because won't. I don't have him. Same as Dave Afida. Uh Those guys are must-haves, I think, in the run home if they hold uh, Absolutely. Dave Fafita, it's almost um, – it, it goes without saying, but he's got played off the bench last week. He had low minutes, low right score, news. 151 mm. break even. So he's dropped under 800K for the first time in, you know, since about round three or four. Um and he's just going to keep dropping over the next couple of weeks. And he should play limited minutes over the, you know, maybe even round 18 as well. So he's going to be a great pickup on the run home. He's almost halved his ownership. So he's gone from 66K uh, in round nine when he copped that suspension to 38 as of last week. So it'd be surprised to see that climb until the origin period is over, given that break even. So he could you be. You know a, what the a fickle game, uh, you know, fickle people our super coaches are. As soon as he drops another ton, everyone will be jumping straight back on him. <laughs> Classic. We don't chase last week's points. No, not That's not rule number one. Absolutely not. All right, let's take a quick break, Lakey, and then come back to do the actual round 17 by player options. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We're back. We're going to go through some round 17 players. A couple of guys, cheapies on the bubble. We'll start with them before we get into the position by position. Well, I had two. One was Helam Lukey. Uh, team lists dropped and he's gone, I believe, alcohol-related. They held a ball mid-season. Who the hell does that? What are we doing? That's Broncos stuff, Cowboys. Get your act together. He's nowhere to be found. So Helam, he would have been on his third week this uh, round if he was named, but not to be. Matty Tomoko, though, on the other hand, 201K. I think he's slightly above bargain. Yeah, 203. He's 203. He's playing his second game for the Raiders. Are you tempted this week? Not this week. Um, as I say, it's a beautiful part of his one big game. You can see if he can back it up against the Dragons this week, and then um, he'll be the same price. So wait a week. We've got five trades next week. He's the perfect guy to trade down to make some cash to fund the rest of the uh, trades. Yeah, I mean, Wenon called him out as possible AE nightmare in his uh, round or in his um, team's analysis. So, I mean, for us, he's a body that we can get for cheap for round 17, fingers crossed, touch wood. And, uh, yeah, as you said, we've got another week to wait. So I think a lot of people are moving early on him. 
but uh, possibly hold fire. It's it's exactly like it's exactly what we spoke about with Greg Marsu before. He's going to require two trades. Um, yeah. You got to trade him in and then trade him out once he makes his cash. Unless guys like Croker comes back and they don't suspend Curtis Scott and you know Tomoko just drops out naturally. But um, you're going to want to trade him out to to cash in on him anyway. But the big advantage is he should be playing round third uh, round seventeen. Yeah, which is great points, and that's what you're sort of buying him for. So I see him as a guy that you're going to pick up next week in uh, the Super Trade Week, all things going well for him. Um, no one really else on the cheapy bubble. There's not really a lot of cheapies at this oh, stage no. of the year. There's a, you know, from the dogs, Aaron, I want to say Shoop, I think it is. Yep, but that'll do. He's not even on the bubble. He's played three games, and he's averaging uh, 40 points or something. So negative 10 break even, 214K. He's not going to do too much for you, I don't think. I wouldn't be rushing to get him in. Carmichael Hunt on the bubble, Jack DeBellin. Uh, well, that, Carmichael Hunt's we'll got they, only one game. They don't JDB. play. Neither of them play round 17. Um, <laughs> it's a, such a bummer. That's brilliant that we've gotten this far into the season. We're talking about Carmichael Hunt and Jack DeBellin. What, a, <laughs> what, what world are we in? If I even consider anyway. trading those guys in, I'd just turn around and delete the app off my phone. Honestly, if you were like running 25K or whatever and you're just giving up, just start doing that. Start doing these weird moves because who knows? It's a weird old season. It might just pay off. Jack DeBellin, who knows? Carmichael Hunt, who knows? Uh, let's look at some other players before we get into the position by position. I've had a quick uh, fiddle around with some of the stats. I've tried to filter on highest price players uh, who are in teams that are going to play in round 17. Basically all origin guys. So Turbo mm-hmm. Holmes, Teddy Luttrell, Pappenhausen and some guys that could be on the radar should injuries and suspension strike and that's Cody Walker, Angus Crichton, Bill, Tupo, Daniel, sorry, and Reese Walsh all yeah, in the top 20 Billy. for value. Bill Tupo, these, geez, he was a yeah throwback to Cowboys doldrum year centre. Yeah. yeah, anyway, all in top twenty, so that really does not leave a lot of room in and around those guys. I think you've got, you know, the likes of Tohu and Cody Nikarima. We'll we'll get to them, but yeah, it's just a not a very profitable or valuable uh, week for for those sort of teams. It's not as say all the best options are origin players for that week. Um. You know, we should have the Cody Walkers and, and those sorts of guys who have just missed out, but you, you're not going to have as strong as, you know, if you can get 17, it's not going to be as strong as 17 as you had four weeks ago. And I, I reckon if I'd left this off the run sheet and just asked you straight out, you never would have gotten this. But uh, <laughs> Ruben Garrick is currently the second highest priced player of teams that are playing in that no, week. I actually knew that because someone pointed out to me about two weeks ago how well he was doing and I, I couldn't believe it. And it's it's all turbo related, um, you know, mainly- Apart of, from last week when he just destroyed us. Well, that's it. But um, he's, he's killing it um, and he's- Goal kicking, so Manly are putting points on the board, and he's he's potting goals for fun. So, um, what's he averaging? Seventy something. Yeah, it'd be about seventy five. Yeah. Uh, but unreal how it just shows this season. Once teams get on a roll, and Manly have done that, they just rack up points, and a goal kicker is going to reap the benefits. And, I mean, Ruben Garrick scores his tries and all that. He's a handy enough player. But at the start of the season, if you told me that Ruben Garrick was going to be the highest priced non Origin player in Round 17, I would have just laughed because he wasn't even going to be in the side. No. That was the whole thing. No, they were looking to replace him after about round two. But, yeah, he's come out um, firing. He's he's been one of the best, like one that got away. I never even considered him until someone pointed it out to me. All the cash to be made from Nico Hines, would you splash it on Ruben Garrick? 
I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, he's not going to be the worst choice. He's averaging, I've found him, he's averaging 73.3. Um, and he's got turbo feeding him pies and putting everybody else over. So he could be a guy that's going to be a difference maker for the run home. He's only in 6% of teams. Big pot option. So, yeah, it could, he, you know, going from Hines down to Garrick is a 200K profit plus getting a guy who's averaging 70. Maybe I will. One of those law of averages, mate. Sooner or later, he's going to return to the Ruben Garrick of old, but four tons so far this year. Incredible. That's uh, that's it for the other guys. But let's get into the key players in the uh, positions. Let's start with second row. I've got one name here highlighted. I reckon he's the must-have, and that's Tohu Harris, 598K. A little bit quiet over the last couple of weeks, uh, two sub-60s in a row, which he hasn't done all year. Break even at 100, so he's a not necessarily a must-have for this week, but by round 17, I think everyone's got to have this player in, right? Yeah, and he's already in 28% of teams, so he's far from a pod or anything like that, very um, highly owned. He, um, it's, it's funny, with guys like Torhu, we... He scored a 57 and we went, oh, that's terrible. But um, you, yep. you'd take that from most other guys. He's just that consistent and that good at the moment. So we um, we expect more. And I don't know whether Curran's um, affecting him in that regard. They're sharing minutes or, or sharing roles or whatever it is. But um, I'll be definitely getting him in. I don't know. I'm not an owner at the moment. And I'll, I'll be looking to get him in by at least, you know, round 17, if not next week. It's a strange combination that I was watching on the weekend in that Warriors against the Storm game because you've got uh, Josh Curran basically moving from side to side. He was tackling on one edge and then he went to another yeah, edge everywhere. and he went to the middle. And then Tohu Harris is doing sort of the same thing. So in a way, like when they do that in both attack and defense, it opens them up for attacking stats uh, when they've got the ball in hand. Then also conversely the base, that the tackling that's going to happen through the middle and on those edges. So they get the best of both worlds. And for Tohu, he has 80 minutes uh, basically every week. Yep. So, I mean, that it's just a, a second row of floor that we don't see too regularly so far this season. So, I think there's no real questions. Uh, given that break even, probably not going to clear that this week. So, I'd be holding fire if, you don't, if you're not just desperate for points or whatever it might be or a warm body and be looking at him for that uh, midweek, what is it, the five trades next week, super trade week. So, yeah. keep even an eye with, out for him. With Torhu, he's... Scored limited tries. He's not a try scorer, but when he has, I think he's only topped out at just over a hundred. You know what I mean? He's um, mm. he's not gonna break the bank if you miss him this week. So he is someone to watch while he does have a big break even. He'll drop a few more dollars. He's playing my boy, so anything could happen. But um, just put on a Torhu Harris double. Yep. in my uh, sports bet account. Thanks, Lakey. No worries. Um, a couple of other names, the alternatives. So Satili Tupanu, who's the first on the list, 518K, 64 five-round average, but probably pretty low base for some of his peers. So tends to score a lot of his points through attacking stats, which you know the Roosters shit out at the best of time. So he had a quiet game last week. I think I read he was battling some sort of niggle throughout the game, so possibly explains his quite low 36, I think it was. But again, now that Corden is out, unfortunately for, well, he's retired, that Mm. opens up Tupanua for the rest of the year. Yes, and so he's really a guy that I I should have, and hindsight's a wonderful thing, but I was looking at him in round six or something like that after his um, KO game earlier in the season and – decided to go somewhere else, but he's been destroying it since, you know, a couple of 90s and 80 and a 70 over the next four or five weeks that he's knocked out. So definitely has a big score in him, um, playing off the likes of Walker and Teddy and those sorts of guys. 
he's going to fall over. And, um, yeah, I, I see him as like an 18th man on the run home. Scotch update. I'm not dead yet and my teeth feel whiter. You don't even need to so brush your go. teeth going to bed, mate. You're saving yourself <clears> time. <throat> Why not? Cut the middle man out. CHN, next one on the list. 495K. He's chugged along very nicely for you and I. I think he's made nearly 200K mm-hmm. uh, since the start of the season when he got named. Eventually, he's been doing great things. Got robbed of possibly a big score by that awful tackle last week. Uh, he still managed to get back onto the field, so that was good signs uh, in the closing stages. So, obviously going through protocols as well this week. So, keep an eye out for that if you are looking to bring him in. Uh, I'm not sure when the Raiders are playing. Are they sort of mid, uh, mid-week? What are they? No, it's a Saturday afternoon after um, the Knights. So, 5.30 Saturday afternoon against um, the Dragons. So, it's a really good matchup for him considering what the Dogs just did to the Dragons last week. Um mm. Josh Jackson and Elliot were having big games in the second row for um, the Dogs. Um, I, I really like the matchup for CHN. Hopefully, he's okay. He passed his um, HIA, as you said, and got back out there. So, that's, you know, to me, good signs. But, uh, you know, these concussion symptoms can linger or, or pop up over the course of the week. So, just um, definitely one to watch. He's a great option. He's been killing it as, I mean, 90 In a team that's going dreadfully. Oh, right. mate, he... I think I said a couple of weeks ago, they don't have anybody, so surely someone has to step up and do something. And it's been him. He's um, 71, 69, 90, and then 56 last week, missing 15 minutes. It's um, He's almost in you know top six range in the second row. I think a lot of serious players are bringing him in, so you could do much worse than pull that trigger this week or next. Kaloa Matungi, next on the list, 475k, playing for the Bunnies, finally getting some starting minutes. Gun player, five run average of 55, so, I mean, not huge, but uh, we'll be having to cover for those, uh, well, in that uh, round 17 week. Where the Bunnies will have a few attacking guns out, so it could be a bit more base coming his way. Have you, uh, I mean, I've kept an eye on him, but I haven't seen anything that's making me want to uh, jump and pull the trigger straight away? No, not straight away, except for the run over the next couple of weeks. Broncos, yep. Tigers, uh, your boys, the Cowboys, and um, then yeah. Dogs, Warriors, Dragons. So, geez, it just keeps getting better and better. But, yeah, so he's um, playing in a very high-scoring side and playing off Reynolds and Walker and Latrell. just, you know, as you said with the Roosters, these guys shit points too. So, Kalamatangi... Will be the benefactor of those, but he's not an every week play. He's a matchup play. Um, hmm. But yeah, the next month and a half is those matchups. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the time to get him, isn't it? But I guess we're thinking more longer term. You and I don't have all the trades in the world. So maybe Kalama Tungi is not a name that we could see sticking around for much longer post 17. Josh Curran, name we talked about along with Tohu. So 407K played his first game for a few weeks last week. Got a handy score, but could have been more. Uh, five round average of 58. Um, still good time out there. Got an, through an hour, as we said, aroma. So I think the issue for players would be that you've probably already traded him out if you don't already have him or you just missed him from the start, whatever it might be. So you'd have to be trading him back in, which people don't like doing. But at 400K, he looks a, a decent option, but possibly Kalama Tungi kind of mold, not a long-term hold. Yeah, I don't think so. If you've traded him out, it'll be tough to trade him back in. Um, mm. But he's got a break even under 40 and he's, you know, averaging well above that. He's in the 60s. So, is it definitely worthwhile grabbing for only 410K? And here's my Billy Kickow for round 17. Britt Nakora, 
446k, five round average of 50. Hasn't done much this year. Said the same thing for Billy Kikau. Playing in a side that should play pretty well in round 17. Said that about Kikau as well. <laughs> um, you know, they're, they're just coming good. Sean Johnson uh, out there, Matty Moyle, and they're feeding a, um, some pretty good outside backs as well as those middles. So maybe Britain will get a piece of that. Hasn't so far really this year outside of a couple of uh, good games where he's scored. He is a guy that absolute super pod. He's uh, less than one percent owned. So if he goes off, you're onto a winner. But I I do worry he is your Billy Kicker. Yeah, I mean you're really hoping that he scores some tries in that. 17 week which you know the, the buyers tend to throw up these sort of weird score lines and weird team combinations so you never know he could be a a smoky playing a daytime game against the warriors sean johnson's old side so who knows could be a decent day out one name uh that's i realized on the way home today that i've missed can you think of it uh jason tomalolo there you go i cannot believe we're talking about a bye week where tomalolo is going to play and he's fit ish and I haven't even thought about it. Well, What's he's he's on? averaging 50. So I was going to say to you, you're the cowboy, let's say, expert. <laughs> um, sell me on him. Uh, yeah, that's he... about the extent of it. <laughs> and and it's not it's... even his fault. He, he's been looking good when he's been on the park. But was it last week? You guys were up 12-0 and then um, Peyton sat him for something like the rest of the game. And you got yeah, it felt torched. like it certainly. That's Basically, a- all the the time we com- we were competitive, but um, yeah, I think he ne- still nearly got fifty five minutes. So it wasn't you know crisis forty minutes or anything like that. But issue is with him is just that disruption mid game never helps him. Yeah. And in games where that's uh, been the case, like that Penrith game at the start of the year, this game here, like when he's come back on, the game's over, and that's just been the way that it's panned out. I think the the big one for him as well. He spent so much time off the field. So he's really going to need a bit more consistency, I think, once he gets juice in the legs. And he'll get that over this round. He'll probably play for Tonga, I think they're playing next week, yep. international week. So he's still going to get some time on the field. And I think that's probably key for him. So for me, he's a guy that I'm keeping an eye on just because he's a cowboy and I love him, whatever. But if he's coming into round 17, you can see, similar to the way he played against the Broncos that week when he'd finally got some games uh, under his belt, I can see him possibly being a contender given his price, but, geez, so far this season have not seen much at all. Well, apart from the Broncos game where he cracked a ton, scored a try, I believe. Um, certainly did. He's only broken the 50 barrier once out of his six games. So it's he's just not the same guy and it, he needs – Patton just needs to play him. He's your Mitch Barnett essentially. He just needs to be on the field and – He's a difference maker. Watch him come out for Tonga next week and just be the best on the park and play 65, 70 minutes or something like that and, mm. and run all over blokes. And then um, questions will be asked, I think, hopefully. Certainly will. Weird old season for Lolo. So I think to sum up for second row there, Tohu looks to be uh, the out-and-out gun must-have for 17. Then you've got some pretty good uh, guys around him, Tupanua, CHN uh, as well, that you could stick into your side and probably hold long-term given the way that they're playing in a few pods outside of them. Halfback, HFB, got one or a couple of names here. First one is Cody Nikarima. Big news, I guess, is that CHT looks to be out for the season. Horrible uh, luck for CHT, Harris Tavita, but he looks to be out. And his average, Cody Nikarima's average without him so far this season is 67, sorry, 74 yeah. versus 67 when... Harris Tavita is playing. Now, if you look at those, it's a pretty erratic kind of scores without him. 134, 35, 37, 104, 24, and 112. That is a Rocks and Diamonds classic Cody 
Nicarima. With him, he's a little more stable, so uh, a lot hovering around the 60s there. So 74 is courtesy of a, a few big blowout scores. What have you read? Like, what are you reading into his season so far? Do you think it's just been a case of, you know, Warriors have had a few good games, he's kicked some goals, scored some tries against rubbish teams, and he might get caught out in the run home? I don't know if he'll be caught out, but he's he's had a breakout year, um, definitely had a breakout year, and he's without CHT there, um, he's been the focal point and he's goal-kicking and which is boosting his scores and that sort of thing. The Warriors are one of those um, rocks and diamonds teams and so I think that's like Cody gets dragged along by that or they get dragged along by his form or whatever it is. But um, when they go well, he it's killing it and when um, they're struggling, he doesn't do much at all. But he's a guy who's more than capable of putting on a ton, um, averaging 70 They've got a pretty decent run over the next couple of weeks, I believe. They start with us, then the Dragons and Sharks um, over the next three. So it's a it's a good run for him. Um, he could be a difference maker for you over the next couple of weeks, but I don't think he's a guy that you're going to want be happy with in your uh, halfback five eight spot for the run home um, over mm. over the likes of you know definitely not over Cleary obviously, but you got Munsters, Cody Walkers, um, Jerome Luai, who I touched on earlier. Those sorts of blokes who you're going to want over Nico coming home. Yep, I think that's a, that's the issue. He's only available. I think he's no, a he's dual. A dual. Yeah, he's yeah, on both of them. End of it. So you could you could pair him with a Sean Johnson and, and rotate him. He could be your fourth um, half as simply a cover option only. Maybe play him on the weeks they play the Tigers or the Dogs. They do play those and over the run home and the Broncos. So it's mm. a couple of good matchups for him, but he's not going to be a guy you rely on every week. No, I think the the key though is that you need halfback coverage. I think Cleary, given the way he's playing so far this season, the way the Panthers are positioned, or they have fallen uh, recent times. But I think a guy like Cleary could get rested in the run home, so you're probably going to need to rely on a good backup half. Mm-hmm. And that's so currently I've got Jerome Hughes. I'm pretty comfortable with that. But a guy like Cody Nicarima or Sean Johnson, I guess we'll, we'll get into him. He's about 90-odd K cheaper than Cody Nicarima, playing in a side that looks to be on the up, though who knows how to read that. They played the Dragons, who lost to the Bulldogs, and then Penrith last week, who they just scraped home against. But I don't know, it, it's it's tough to get a read on, but it looks like SJ's warming into the season, well, the Sharks, despite not having a contract. The Sharks yeah. were a finals team last year, and it was based on Sean Johnson, essentially. Um, he was fantastic over the before Achilles injury, um, slowly coming back from that, but he's looking better and better as the game goes on. He was in everything last week against the, the Panthers, and I, I think he was the reason they won the game. He He's not as quick or as... Um, agile as he once was, obviously, but he's a much smarter footballer than he used to be, and he can pick out um, holes in the defensive line and put his guys through. Um, he got lucky last week with a try set up by your boy Nico uh, Nicarima. No, the other one, Nicora. Nicora, yep. Yeah. So um, they um, so that boosted his score, but he's going to be a sixty, you know, fifty-five, sixty scorer um, and play him. On the um on the good weeks, Cowboys Broncos next two weeks, and then the Warriors for round seventeen. So very interested to see how that comes about, and then the Raiders after that. So a pretty good run for and SJ. the dogs. We'll about so yeah, it's yeah. a good five weeks. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so that, I mean we've talked about him being a middleish sort of uh, scorer so far this season, but this could be really where he puts his foot down now that they've got the spine settled. Um, good things might come his way. So thirty five break even, good time to get him if you can 
uh, afford him up there and you, the time is right for you based on your team structure. I think he's 35 bracket. It's not going to be the end of the world uh, if he hits an 80 or so, which he's destined to do against us. Yeah, say it's um, he's only a 15K jump from Connor Watson. Mm. Yeah, that's a great play. He's, uh, as you said, you can flick him down to 5'8", uh, probably the preferred position. Uh, given everyone's got Cleary. So, yeah, interested, um, very interested in him over the coming weeks. Alternative to halfback, and he's halfback only, is Sam Walker, 497K. 105 break even this week. Tough run ahead until 17. He plays, I think, the Panthers and then the Storm over the coming weeks. So mm-hmm. it could be a good test out for him. Dealing with some shoulder concerns. So last week I didn't think he'd be back. He was he got smashed that shoulder. Yeah, he looked in a lot of strife, but um, went in the sheds, needled up, came back out and you know, kick the game winner. Those needles. That's yeah. That's um, different to the Cronulla needles, but... Um... <laughs> Great call. So he's, he's one similar to um, Josh Curran that we mentioned. So a guy that most may have traded out already, and it'd be a matter of trading him back in. And I think given he's so young, 18, uh, you know, he's going to be primed for a rest over the, the next month or so. Well, so he just Walker, had a rest. He he They had the bye and then he missed the game after that or, mm. or vice versa or something like that. So he's had a rest to get his shoulder right. Then he got smashed on the other shoulder last week. So hopefully he's okay. But, um, yeah, if either of those flare up again, he could be, you know, out long term or, or given another week off. Those are the three half backs that I've named, uh, keeping an eye on. So I think for me, the guy I'm leaning towards is SJ. I think that run is just very tantalizing. Cody, he's two rocks and diamonds. And I think the, the run is okay, but I really like the sharks, the way that they're sort of firming. So hoping it comes to a bit of a derailment this week against us. But, um, yeah, based on last Friday, I don't really see that no, happening. You, you didn't touch on, uh, Tommy Dearden. Oh, okay. <laughs> Moving on to five. <laughs> Poor old Tommy dear. <laughs> Five eights. Uh, Cody Walker, I think, is out and out now that he's not in the Origin Arena. And uh, fingers crossed for owners that uh, Jerome Lewis stays healthy and keeps his spot there. You can't really see Walker cracking that side. So 542K, great price for him. 43 break even. You'd think, based on the rest of them, he's the most logical keeper out of all them. Yeah, definitely. You say he, you saw what he did on the run home last season and record holder for it couple of weeks, whatever it was before Cleary got back it. But, um, yeah, his price has dropped well off from where he was, um, been a bit down. And he had that 16 against Melbourne, which cut into his price a lot more. But the last couple of weeks, an 83 against Parramatta and a 76 last week against Newcastle. He's um, They've got a fantastic run, as we said, starting with the Broncos this week. So he could be anything. Hmm. Worst case scenario as well, he misses round 17 because he's called back up, but you still look around that, like Brisbane, Tigers, Dogs, Warriors, Dragons in the yep. next six weeks. So obviously playing us as well in that round 17 bye week. So even outside, if you, you know, the off chance he does get a call up, you're still getting value for money, great pick. And a guy that hasn't tonned up, we know Cody, as you said, the record holder, but he's uh, average of 69 and no tons. Yep. So weird, weird year. But um, Yeah, I say if t- touching on the, the origin uncertainty he's behind Luai obviously and he's behind Whiten who was there on the bench mm. last last game so it would take a fair bit for him to get called up I think at this stage so it's probably good for us um, super coaches that New South Wales towed us up the way they did yeah uh, I mean silver lining will take it yeah that's exactly Betrell- 
Luttrell is going to be in origin as well and possibly for round 18, which, you know, Cody tends to find more of the attacking stats when Luttrell's not there because Luttrell just hogs them on those sweeping plays. But uh, for Walker's sake, Luttrell won't be there in 17. So it could be good stuff in that week against us. I don't really think there's many alternatives. So SJ, we've talked about up talked about up there. Cody as well. Uh, Scott Drinkwater. What do you reckon? Yeah, he's an interesting one, isn't he? He's he's quietly been putting on some really good scores, and let's say watched him last week in a well beaten side, obviously. But he was the one shining light for you boys. He doesn't hasn't stopped trying and and is um and is laying it on for his guys. Um, a month now with 103, 80, 62, and a 77 against some, you know, pretty decent competition too in the Roosters and um, Manly. So putting up some good scores, he'd be a, a very outside-the-box play. Um, but similar to Nick gonna, Arima, I think it would just wouldn't yeah. be a guy you'd be trusting. It'd be a fourth for you. I think now that uh, Tom Dearden's there as well, he's just going to find his way. So I can see Drinkwater steering the side around for a few more weeks. So the attacking stats will come, hopefully not in a 40-point loss, but uh, they <laughs> will still come. So he's an alternative, a pod in that sort of position. But I think similar to second row, I think Cody Walker is just an absolute no-brainer uh, must-get almost for this week, given that matchup against the Broncos at Suncorp. It could be horrible watching if you don't own him. Hooker, I don't really think there's much to go into. We talked about Harry Grant at the top being the origin player that we'd love to have uh, right now, but can't do it with 17 looming. I had a name down here, Victor Radley, yeah. 330. He cannot stay out of trouble. <laughs> oh, boy, I think I've cursed him there two hours later. Uh, couldn't get on a flight home. No, he's on a flight. He got kicked off. Yeah, oh, there you go. That happens to the best of us, hey? Uh, but there you go. He was my alternative uh, in that position. Uh, other than that, Carl Lawton. Um, we said last week on the pod, when and I, that you just wouldn't go near him given Josh Schuster's looming, but he's been looming for a while and Lawton's still there. So doing well, yeah. good things. Schuster's just not um, a couple of weeks away too, I think I heard. Yeah, so, I mean, it's one of those plays, like a lot of players just traded this guy in because of his good run and good break even and all that. And we sat back our super coach professionals and said, don't do that. Yes, he's a trap waiting to happen. Yep. Oh, wait, did he score and 70 then- plus again? Okay, cool. <laughs> so, there you go. If you've got him, got Carl Lawton in as your either second row or hooker, you're doing pretty well. Uh, congratulations to you. It's just a season where these sort of no... Almost no-brainer moves seem to be working out. That's so, we right, just need to uh, lose our brain. In, in a serious thought like if you're going to look in the hooker position for a round 17 guy the names you're looking at outside of Carl Lawton we've spoken about are Josh Hodson Reese Robson Lachlan Croker uh Wade Egan if he's back if he's not Jazz Tavanga um but it's it's very bare bones save the trade save the trade just take an AE from somewhere else get your 17 from uh outside of the hooking position Fullback, let's speak about that one. It could be a similar story here. Is it worth tinkering? Question posed to you. I'm tempted. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Who are you tempted by? Reese Walsh. <laughs> um, I know he's going to be another two-trade guy. You want to <clears throat> of the, I'll say, big five, two of the big five, I should say. But, um, yeah, he has a – the Warriors have a good run and he's been putting up some great scores. But um, – what scares me most about Reese Walsh is this talk of him being pulled into the origin, like Queensland side. Yes, bizarre um, ten game rookie. Yeah, exactly. not even is he ten games, yeah, six games. games whatever he's played six, so he's obviously playing very, very well. But I think it's a bit of hype about him that's got him to that point. If they're actually seriously considering it, 
Paul Green's just gone. AJ Brimson didn't work, so I'll bring in another fullback to play the hooking yeah, role. Someone for who's minutes. younger and smaller. <laughs> oh, Greenies just caught the Kevin Walters bug there. But no, I'm interested by that play. I think the combination with RTS we've seen now it's just locked in that he's going to play fullback longer term for the rest of this year. And in a, in a Warriors side that's um, you know, middle of the road, but when they're on their day, they are uh, they can go ballistic. And Reese Walsh has been a big part of that despite um being so inexperienced so i mean interested if you do go down that path i think um you know he could be a guy we, we've looked at gutho over round 13 we all uh traded him for the likes of teddy and turbo and he's been a very good play over that time given all the the laid outs and the origins and all that sort of stuff so yeah, that's right pending any weird origin stuff reese walsh could be the gutho around 17 well i think the big difference between the two is gutho is an established superstar in his own right yep. whereas reese walsh is a six game rookie he's got three games on the trot of you know 100 129 i think and 80 plus um but then you know the other three games are all in sort of 40s or low 50s um if you're going to get him this is the week to do it he's got a negative uh break even in the teens Again, I should know this. So we are doing a podcast about Supercoach. I should have this in front of me. Negative oh, very 13. professional, mate. I'm shocked in a pool. I know. This is it's, it's very against the grain for us. But, yeah, so negative <laughs> 13, break even. Plays my boys this week who aren't, you know, have been far from uh, convincing of late. And then they said Dragons and Sharks over the next couple. So it's a very good matchups for him. Um. What if I float the name Will Kennedy to you as an alternative? Have you thought about him? I have. I have thought about Will Kennedy. He is playing very well as well, but he was averaging uh, upwards of 70 earlier in the year and that's dropped well off of late. So a bit of that is a four-point game, but that was still in 80 minutes um, against mm. Penrith. So, um, and then Well, Penrith, last, four and 24. <laughs> Just four and don't 24. play Panthers again, which he won't. You're fine. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true too. So... He's dropping cash. He's got a big break even, I believe, um, 109. So, yeah, he's, he's going to be dropping a fair bit of cash over the next couple of weeks. But his matchups are, you know, the Cowboys, Broncos, and then uh, Warriors, Raiders, Dogs. So it's a very good run for him. And if you think if SJ's going gun, um, Kennedy will be right along with him. Yeah, I really like this play, actually. It's tough, though, because you're going to have to move on a gun fullback who's going to likely play this round in 16 if you are to bring him in. So, I mean, you could move them on in, in round 17, well, I guess, but not, then not you're going to miss a good run. I mean, you got, you got Nico Hines who's ready to be cashed out in the next week or so. So if you drop him down to Will Kennedy and play him over the next couple of weeks and then... But again, as we said all along, he's going to be a two-trade guy. Um, you're not going yeah. to want Will Kennedy for the run home. You're going to want a Teddy or a, a Turbo depending on who you have. Um, so mm. he's going to be another trade out. Luxuries. Uh, let's go to front row. No real standouts. And I think that's just been the nature of this position so far this season. Uh, big boy season. It hasn't really been for super coach. There's a lot of plotters so far in the ranks. No one really above 600K outside of the likes of, uh, I think, Pangai and Papali. So, so looking at some of these alternatives for round 17, I've got three names highlighted. Luke Thompson, 550K, Marty Tapao, 562, and Adam Fanua Blake, who's named to start this week at 466. So I think those three, very reliable guys that um, 
not real. You don't have to put too much thought into it. I think they're going to bang you out a nice 60 mm-hmm. uh, and then possibly carry them on for the rest of the year. Yeah, exactly right. I bought in Luke Thompson last week for that consistency um, and around 17 play. I'm looking at Tapao, um, but I'm looking closer at AFB. He's got a big break even. He's been off for a while with injury, so he's dropping cash. And um, he could, you know, be a very cheap upgrade from a um, Stefano-type deal. Yeah, it's true, actually. Stefano is still churning out. I think he's got a 13 break even or something quite small this week uh, as well. So, still nearing that. Yeah, so he's, you know, mid-300s. Um Adam Fanua Blake is mid 400s, but with a triple figure um, break even. So he should close the gap a little bit, at least for this week. So it could be, um, you know, a 70K upgrade. You take yeah, that I mean, at the start still of the year. Done, If you look at his games, it's been stop starts. We played one to four and then had the big break before coming back. In that time, he was you know, throwing the occasional offload, uh, broke the line once, hasn't uh, was scored one try so far this year. So hasn't been quite the season we've come to expect from AFB, but you'd think if he's fit and healthy, getting some time under his belt, uh, the price is going to be very tantalizing in just a couple of weeks or, or maybe even just one. Uh, big thing for me is to watch this week and just see how he goes. I think he's still going to get good minutes. Um, just just see how he's there in post-injury. Um, but uh, I think given the alternatives there, he's almost 100K cheaper than uh, Thompson and Tapao. But I think the the message there is that you can't go wrong with any of them. Um, just throw the dart at the right one. Exactly right. They all have their ups and downs. The props are all pretty consistent um, outside of Papali, who's a try scorer. Um, so he'll put on a big game. But... Um, what we we know AFB is a great front rower and um, it's only injury that sort of brought him down this year. And I see him as the perfect like coverage front row three on the run mm-hmm. home. Yeah, very valuable body Just to have. Just a quick one for you. Um, I know you're a big advocate from the start of the year, but um, Takiyaho, he's fallen well off the radar for you? I think so. Just given, well, he was out last week and I still don't know what it was for. I'm not sure anybody does. I don't think they announced it. No, goal kicking, um, very weird, erratic minutes, um, niggling injuries, below 400K. Below 400K, which is what caught my eye. But, um, yes, fallen well off. He's averaging under 56 now after being up over 70s to start the year. I think those guys around him are just too uh, reliable in that position. And I guess Sam Walker will kick goals as well. Um, So SST is not likely to have uh, that goal kicking boot back for a while to come. So I just think he's off the radar for me. Unfortunately, decent return at the start of the year when he was kicking stuff. But uh, yeah, a couple of other names I've got down middling, similar to him, Paseca, 367K, 48 average. Ryan Sutton named it lock again, but was moved to the bench late last week. Could be another play like that this week. 414K, 57 average. He's done quite well, the Englishman. And Toby Rudolph, 392K, Cronulla Sharks, player 52 average. Those sort of guys you think will, you know, could pull out 50 or 60, but could be less of a hold for the run home, which is what we're saying is quite important. Yeah, that's right. And for the same sort of price, roughly, I'd much prefer an Adam Fanua Blake. Yep, agreed. All right, let's get into the final position, and that's centre wing, where this could be the spot to target given we've got, what is it, seven players uh, to choose from in here. If you're like me, you've stacked up with round 13 players and you're just clearing the deadwood now. See you later, Charlie Staines. Um, I mean, Jason Saba already saw you off, but James Roberts, you're next. Fair few, <laughs> just yep. 
horrendous players. David Norfoluma, Dane Laurie, you know, they're just not kicking on. It needs a clean out, and round 17 could be the round to target. Firstly, let's go with Cheapies. Uh, Matty Tomoko, we talked about him playing his second game this week. A wait and see. Just make sure he gets that third week um, all-important one. But, yeah, if the Raiders turn their form around, he could be great play at the centres. Joseph Suwali, not named this week, is in the 21, 227K. Will get a start in round 17 when Tedesco's not there. So will uh, be a valuable body if you're still looking to move someone in. Those are the two I've got. There's no real other players. You might get the odd round 17 guy that pops up, plays one game, and then just goes away for the rest of the season. Um, but those are the two I'd be looking at. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know a few jumped on Tane Milne last week, but he had a, a pretty bad game against my boys. Does play the Broncos um, on the edge for the, you know, he's on the edge for the Bunnies, but it's the wrong edge. Um, they always go left. So he's um, not a must-have by any means, but um, if you're desperate, Hmm. It's Josh Mansour. Just look him up. I wonder how he's going with his injury. I think he's had a, a while away, so he could be uh, no idea on his return, but you yeah, never know. Could toss someone like a uh, Tani Milne out before he becomes valuable. Mids. Let's go from cheapies to the mids, and these are the guys between 300 and 500K, so quite a few on the target sheet here. Um, pretty juicy-looking options too. Rattle them off, and then we can go into each one by detail. Bailey Simonson, CSE Vitalikai, Ronaldo Militalo, Joseph Manu, Ewan Aitken, Matt Ikevalu uh, in progressive uh, increasing prices there. How about we start with Bailey Simonson? Who'd have thought, uh, as you said, what was it, two weeks ago, death taxes and fullbacks against the Broncos? Absolutely, mate. So they were averaging upwards of 99, I think it was, coming into that game, and he dropped to 116. If you just If you needed an advocate for playing... Uh, fullback against the Broncos, Bailey Simonson is it. Um, it was phenomenal. He just was everywhere. He looked like, you know, Turbo out there. They're so, yeah, the Broncos are now giving up over 100 points a game across, what is it, 14 weeks? It's, it, mm. it's insane. It is. It's a bizarre. Uh, well, I don't know if it's really bizarre, but it's just showing the season that it is, just how teams getting on are getting on a roll, the gap between the top and the bottom. It's uh yeah, it's just all the recipe for Supercoach disaster when you're uh, the Broncos trying to defend against those fullbacks. So and Latrell be this loving week. to Yeah, wow, that would be that's yeah. gonna be a great play if you've got yeah, him. no uh prizes for guessing who the vice captain of the week's gonna be in the captain's article. Hey, there you go. Big Latrell. Good to see him back and in form. But yeah, Bailey, it's gonna be the interesting thing because he's been in fullback before, played sort of mid-game shuffling there and then a couple of games, I think, named to start. But I think the big thing for him will just be making sure that it's going to be a consistent showing. I think the way he performed, the way he sort of uh, found his way in that line and was part of all the good things the Raiders did, looked comfortable in the role. I think maybe that, that could be the confidence boost he needs rather than the anomaly against the, the you know wooden spooners. So I'll be watching him for this round. Um, obviously going to have a very negative break even. If you've held on to him, fantastic, great stuff. If you haven't, he's still not going to be out of reach if you think the Raiders have turned it around. But yeah, for me, it's just it. too much of a risk. It is stage. too much of a risk. He, he has a negative 15 break even. He's only 350K, but mm. um, I was happy to trade him out at the start of the year because he was very, very poor um, when he wasn't playing the Broncos. But, um, <laughs> even true. with a 116 last week, he's averaging 40 on this season. So it's um, if he can turn and make a go of it at fullback, then more power to him, but it's not a risk I'm willing to take again. 
CSC for Talakai, so definite not break, negative break even. 369k will start now without Graham. Possibly uh, juggling minutes with Teague Wilton, who's on the bench. So interested to see just how the rotation works. Don't expect we'll be seeing 80 minutes, though. Wouldn't think so, but he was a breakout star of last year. Um, and everyone, you know, everyone probably would have had him in their center wing to start the season if he was um, there from round one. But. Um, a definite watch this week. He's got a big break even. So if he does go off, then great. He's not going to go up much in price anyway. Um, so you want to see what his role is, what his minutes are, who, who he's sharing with, as you said, Teague Wilton's there, um, exactly what he's doing and, and if he's really being trusted out there for the next four weeks. On Graham, um, it was another head knock that's that's put him out. He's said he's going to be sitting for the next four weeks, which is um, good if you're a potential Talakai um, buyer, but uh, we know how these head knocks go. So if a worse comes to worse and Graham's, you know, required to sit out longer, it could be a great play, but I, I think you mm. definitely need to watch it this week. You're relying on reputation too, looking at his scores. He was averaging under a point a minute, uh, which is just showing he's not the same tackle busting, offloading uh, sort of wrecking ball that he was last season. So I think that's why he's such a good watch uh, for this round. Just see if he's got the mojo back. Maybe it'll take those starting minutes, but Based on what he's churned out so far this season, haven't seen the 2020 Talakai. Ronaldo Militalo, speaking of the Sharks, 395k, negative 33 break even this week. Since his return in round 12, he has a 97 and an 84. Uh, very terrible scores in the start of the season, despite the Sharks doing relatively okay back then. But he's a guy that's uh, finding some form out on that uh, left edge. So against us this week, it's a scary proposition. Yeah, he's been good, hasn't he? And he was. Great last week, I caught that game and he busted a big tackle down that left edge and and set them up to, to score some decent points. But um, yeah, I think I'm more interested in his running mate, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, why don't we jump to Just him? Just jump straight into Canella. it. Yep. 509k, Jesse Ramian, I presume you're talking about. It is, yes. So he's been uh, far more consistent this year. He had a 50 last week um which was a down game for him so um mm. so he, in games he hasn't been injured in um or sinbin by the looks of it he's gone 64 88 70 and 124 and then last week's 49 against the panthers so been great um all season and now um looks like a potential you know center wing four maybe five for you on the run home Mm. There's some rounds in there as well. He he ran 20 times against the Bulldogs. He ran 18 times against you guys. He ran 18 against the Dragons. He like ran quiet. Had a quiet night last week against Penrith. I think it was just a lot of drop ball and never really got going. So I think that's the anomaly. But if you look at that, it shows he's in the right headspace. I think yeah. that's been I mean, part of the problem. It was only him. two three years ago. He was one of the best in the position. Um, the Knights snapped him up on a big deal, and he he went to shit. Um, mm. and now he looks like he's getting his um, form back, which is fantastic to see for him and for us as super coaches. He's when he's on, he's fantastic, and I think he's well worth taking a chance on. Yep, um, bringing him in this week, uh, I really like. Oh, play, okay, I never think. mind. You- <laughs> there you go. Just to uh, caveat that, I am bringing him in against my boys. So, uh, yeah, either way, if he goes terrible, maybe we'll just sneak a. 
20 point loss or something. So who knows? Uh, but yeah, based on those returns, we're center wing at 500k. I think that's great premium stuff. Back to the mids. Uh, the next guy I had on my list, Joseph Manu. So when he plays fullback, when he plays 5.8, uh, he's almost a must have. 97 last week um, when Teddy was out, priced at 432k. Issue is when he's at center wing, great NRL player. That's right. Ordinary super coach. It's not putting many points on. Um, yeah, because the, the guys outside of him are scoring, the, you know, Morris on the wing or Ikevalu now, um, or it's going the other way or Teddy's doing stuff and blah, blah, blah. It can come from anywhere from the Roosters. And Manu is a fantastic player, but he's just not putting points on the board. Um, also, leading into the next two weeks, he plays the Bulldogs in round 17. He'll be at fullback. That's a fantastic matchup for him. Oh, boy. Uh, leading, yep. leading into that, though, he's got a full-strength Penrith side this week and then Melbourne uh, next week. It's going to be very tough going for him. So I'm not sure he's a guy you want to look at now despite him just dropping nearly a ton. He's almost that one-week play. Uh, yeah. See him lined up at fullback, bring him in for that uh, dogs game. I think if you've got the trades to do it, that could be the way to go. Let's go similar to what you just did with Ramey, and let's go to his Roosters teammates. So we got Ikevalu. We mentioned him as a mid, 477K. Um, despite having a couple, I guess you'd call it quiet games when everyone sort of traded him in with BMOS's retirement, He's still had a pretty good year. Uh, outside yeah. of that, he's scoring tries. He finds the ball out on that edge. Sam Walker's uh, working through a pretty good combination with him. So as long as he's still there, Ikevala could be doing great things. And in that rooster side, if you've got keys to the uh, the car, you're going to use them on that run home. I think they're a side that will firm up really well. Ikevala uh, tends to be on the, the end of a lot of the good stuff they do. Good price. Yeah, and let's say they, they have a good run home. They've got the dogs, the you know, your boys, my boys, um, Broncos, Dragons, and, and Canberra on the way home. But mixed in around that, two games against Penrith, um, the Eels, Rabbits, and Melbourne. So it's, it's up and down. Um, he's a guy that, similar to Manu, I think you'd, you'd pick and choose when you played him if you were going to mm. get him. Um, I wouldn't be playing him against Penrith, for instance. Um, but, I mean, he's a try scorer. He's one of those guys that if he doesn't score tries, even against the Dogs, for instance, he's going to put up a dud score. He's um, he's not really a huge worker, I don't think. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, he, he does put up good scores when he's scoring tries. And he, what did he get two last week and, and scored a, a ton? So he's um, – yep. and that can happen in any given week with the Roosters. They're, they're a fantastic attacking side, and Nicovalo is a big benefactor of that. On the other side of the field, Daniel Tupo, he's our 567K premium in that Roosters backline. So he's a guy uh, I'm actually targeting as well this week, despite the the run coming up. And that's just based on uh, the, the base he's got really in this game, the floor. I think priced at that 560K mark because of that reason, he doesn't tend to go too low. I think he's up one uh, sub 40 game all season. The rest have been Right up there, a couple of tons, round eight and round 10 against our boys, <laughs> lo and behold. Outside of that, I think he's just reliable and yes. a guy that I'm going to want to carry for the run home. So I think 85 break even. He's not a must-have for this week, but I needed to move on a Charlie Staines and a Dane Laurie who are just going to drop a lot of cash. So I still I'll back him in against Penrith this week. I'll stick him out there just because I think Penrith um, could be a good game, could be a really good game if they get an attacking roll on. But I don't know, I see maybe one try coming his way, so I'm happy to stick him in. But a guy that I'd trust over Ikevalu. Yeah, I, uh, Tupo's where I was going to be putting my money on as well. Um, but he's, uh, I think I'll grab him leading into round 17 as opposed to the next couple of weeks. I've got some other guys I'm targeting before that. But definitely, of the three we've just spoken about, he's the one I want um, for that run. 
Uh, final one in the mids, Ewan Aitken. So a name that Anton pulled out on the pod, playing for the Warriors now, doing okay, I guess. Um, a name that always tends to fly under the radar. Um, we've talked about a lot of guys with good runs. He's probably not in that realm. Uh, the Warriors do have a, a decent few games coming up, but are you uh, considering a Ewan Aitken over the coming weeks? Don't think so. I think there are better options, as we've just spoken about. I'd prefer Ramian and I'd prefer um, Tupo. To, um, One game above them. 55 all, all season. Yeah. And, and that game had two tries. Two tries. And it was against the Cowboys. The right. <laughs> that <laughs> seems to be the caveat on everything you say. But, <sighs> yeah, um, as I, I'm sort of of the belief, like, if I'm going to be trusting um, – Reese Walsh and Mikarima to get the job done over the next couple of weeks. Aiken could benefit as well, but I'm less confident in that. Yep. Final name on this list and a name that's basically a no-brainer. It was last week. It still remains the same this week. Alex Johnson, if you don't have him, get him in. Yeah, last week was the week to get him winning. So if you um, didn't do that, um, try what you can do this week. He's mid 500s. He can score. You know, he's on the right wing, like the correct wing, I should say, for the bunnies. And they, um, we've spoken about how good a run they've got coming up. So get him in. Yep. I think it's as much a no brainer as we've seen all season against the Broncos. And then my boys in the bye week could be huge. That's, that's basically all the positions. There's quite a few names that we've rattled off there. Some guns, I think, in second row and center to target. There could be some great value outside of that. Uh, who knows? Throw some darts. Yeah. Let's get into this week's plays. Uh, what are you doing, trades and captain wise? Um, as you've probably guessed, I'm I'm um, I'm bringing in SJ. I've got Connor Watson um, in five eighth, and I've got the cheese up in the uh, hooker and roll. Um, deciding which one of those to keep. Cheese is going to make me a lot of money from the trades over the next couple of weeks, which is the temptation to get him out. But um, adverse to that, he's been much much better than Connor Watson of late, and um, <laughs> he's playing the Tigers this week, so. I think I'll end up booting uh, Watson, playing, um, yep. keeping the cheese up there in, in my backup hooking role. Um, and then looking at uh, Ramian or something of the like in that, if I do use my second trade, I am very tempted, very, very tempted by Reese Walsh, but it's um, getting tight on my trades. I don't know if I have enough to trade him in and then trade him back out post round 18. So it's something I have to look at. Captains, yeah, captains. I'm. Um, I've, I've got Cody. I've got AJ. I've got Nico Hines, who are all very uh, strong consideration for my vice captaincy this week. Um, the first two play the Broncos, obviously, and then um, Nico playing the Tigers, who also give up good points. And and um, Gutho just had a day out. Um, but I think you're going to find that Turbo is going to be the most captain um, guy this round coming up against the Titans who have, you know, been far from a powerhouse of late. Um, Turbo played them in his second or third game back, you know, 65 minutes, 120 odd points. Um, It could be another big game for him. Yeah. I'd be very worried not having the captaincy on him for that afternoon game uh, against the Titans. So yep, definitely got the C on him. Got a VC on Alex Johnson. I think he's a guy that could uh, go pretty large. I didn't want to go Cody Walker just because never really know who's going to get the points out of him. But him and Latrell, whatever they do, though, they always go to Alex Johnson. So should right. the Broncos get dusted as we expect, and could hope. be Alex Johnson with another time. 
Yeah, well, it's kind of the, it's going to be an interesting one. How much you need before you loop? That's always the question. Yeah, um, so I that's don't know. Exactly it could be anything. Right. Anyone could be anything this week. <laughs> it's a good uh, good conundrum to have. And yeah, I'm trading in Jesse Ramian and Daniel Tupo. So really firming up. Glad to see some uh, Deadwood getting well, cut. Just make sure you do it before lockout. Yeah, mate, I have signed, sealed, delivered those trades. So I think Wenon's done the same. He has learned his lesson. And then, you know what? It'll be one of those weeks where there's a late out and we've ruined it now <laughs> with the trade. That's just how Supercoach works. Uh, I said at the start, I was racing the clock and the, the battery's holding up. It's lasting longer than you and I could ever hope, but it's yeah, still clinging it on. And we've made it to the end. It's been quite a, a marathon. It's a very big week. I think it's getting into that time of year. It's a good time of year for Supercoach. It's just decisions to be made it's not always the smart the evil the no-brainers as we've talked about there's a lot of pod plays to go a lot of uh, a lot of dice to be thrown darts to be hurled so it's yeah, good it, uh, interesting time of year it's this week in particular next week as well with the five trades um it's very much of like you know you guys who you want to get um who you want to have for the run home and or who you want to get in for this week and make some money or whatever it is that you want to do but it, it, you've got to have an eye for three weeks' time. You've got to play that th- that long game over the next couple of weeks and make sure the guys you're bringing in um, are either going to be benefiting you in round 17 or for the run home because, as I say, trades are low. Everyone's going to be getting low now. Money's going to be tight, so um, smarter trades. We can't just be so um, willy-nilly with what we're doing. Speaking of smart plays and uh, using our money wisely, Ipswich Cup this weekend. One, I, don't Cup. Think. I don't think anything's going to be smart on Saturday afternoon. Oh, mate, we're at Cerebral Assassins out on that racing track. We'll pick some winners. Don't you worry about that. Otherwise, we'll just uh, go pick some winners on the pokies. Who knows? It's going to be <laughs> some smart plays all around. Shout out to Sparky's uh, better half for keeping us um housed on saturday night could be a messy one look forward to anyone out there who uh might run into us uh i don't know where we're sitting or standing or doesn't uh, i think i don't think it matters um we're, we're going to be there at the track we're going to be wherever we'll be uh if you're there as well just hit us up on twitter you know jt what's your handle there bud at no no jt250 at D Lake six three one, so just send us a tweet, send us a DM or something like that, and um, we'll we'll try and catch up with people if they're around. Love it, mate! Looking forward to it. Catch you next week. Certainly will. Yeah, yeah, yeah.